Good morning, patrons. It's July 2nd, 2018, and this is your bonus content for episode 245 with Kirsten Marilyn. We've got a bonus uh, interview with her. It's early. It's 7 in the morning, uh, 7.37. I ran uh, the running portion of a triathlon yesterday with uh, two friends, Nicole and Maureen, and it was hot, and I got a lot of rest, and I've been drinking a lot of water, but I still feel a little kind of out of it. (laughs) Uh, but it's going to be okay. This is the first bonus content in quite a while. Uh, thanks for holding on for those. If you listen to the last regular podcast, you know that I was taking a break to, to be able to focus on releasing, finishing the album and putting out the book and everything. Uh, it all came out. The book is out. The album is out. Uh, you can get the book anywhere. As a patron, you have a discount code on my Bandcamp page. So if you are going to buy the book, make sure you get that discount code. That's like, I think, 10%, 15%, something like that. Um, for $5 and up patrons, I, I don't remember. You it, it, Let me know. Send me a message. Um, today is the day. Uh, like This month is going to be super slow with teaching, um, uh, which I'm excited about and also a little nervous, but that's okay because I have people like you who uh, support my ongoing work. So my Patreon deposit went through today. It's a pretty decent chunk of change at this point. So um, it's not a living wage by any means, but it's definitely helping with uh the stuff that needs to happen this week in terms of or this month in terms of uh paying bills and and being able to keep creating so here's what i'm creating this month um i'm gonna make a video and a song totally from scratch and um i've created some guidelines for myself god why am i in this weird mood one the song will be upbeat and danceable two i will write and record the song myself vocal soup partly because i can't afford to go to a recording studio this month uh three i will film and edit the video myself though i will get some help from choreography with choreography from my badass roommate. I will vlog about the project once a week. And of course, here on Patreon, I'll be doing more frequent updates than that. I'll probably make use of Lens. Um, it's basically like Snapchat or Instagram story that's built into uh, Instagram. So let me know if you want to learn more about that. If you download the Instagram, I mean the uh, Patreon app, you'll get access to that. Real nice, real nice. I'm going to start doing a push for more patrons this month too, but I'm going to wait a little bit. I'm going to be talking about this project on social media i want to treat this month like this is my job like patreon my patreon membership community is my job and creating content is my job and making music and this video and like really make that my focus for the month which is great i'm really excited that i'm able to do that (laughs) money is going to be really tight this month um, but it's going to be okay. Like, I think everything's going to come together. Um, so I think that's everything. I'm excited to keep you posted on all of this stuff. Um, did I already say? I, I started recording this and then I restarted. I mentioned the book is out. The album is out. I did an album release show. Uh, if you, you can listen to the album on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Google Play, all the places where you can stream music, you can find the album. Uh, you could buy a copy of it from my Bandcamp page. Um, yeah and the book and please check it out it's really exciting when i make a thing and then people consume the thing like read it or listen to it and bounce back to me i wrote music last week for a a film i do this 48 hour film project if you've been a patron for a a long time you've probably seen me post about the last two years this was my third time to work with this team they're fantastic and um I, i went to a screening of it this weekend of our film on a big screen, like in a movie theater. It was really great. And I'm very proud of the music I made for this. I can't share it yet. They're very specific with this 48-hour film contest that you cannot share the film until after it screens um, finally. So I think, I guess mid-month, I'll be able to share it with you guys. Uh, it's beautiful. It's called 40th, and 
it's so moving. It's a really, really powerful film. And it's like eight minutes long. It's pretty amazing. So that's everything. I'm going to probably be putting up a bunch of podcasts this week. This um, bonus content will go up today, Monday, July 2nd. Um, I have a podcast interview um, for a main podcast with my friend Ben Strothman, who you may also know as Honey LeBronx, the vegan drag queen. And I have bonus content from her, too. So um, it's going to be sort of a busy week. Busy, busy. So here we go. This is uh, Kirsten Marilyn. Thanks, thanks for the sort of disjointed intro. Uh, yeah, here's the interview. Hello, patrons. Joining me now is Kirsten Marilyn, who you heard on podcast episode 260. This is bonus content for that episode. And I thank you, Kirsten, for joining me again. And I thank you again for having me. Uh, yeah, I love these little nuggets the most. They're really fun. Yeah. So, like, no pressure, but you got to be amazing. <laughs> Uh, so I always like to ask people about like their, their history. Like when you were a kid, was there, when you look back, do you see like indications of the future vegan you, like different awarenesses you had that maybe were different from how people around you were around animals? Um, Oh, I wouldn't say so. No, I just think, um, we were not big meat eaters growing up. Um, so like I, I, I still say to people that I'm, uh, fairly certain that at some point in my life I must have eaten bacon, but I can't remember it. Like Mm. I, I would like to believe that I've never eaten bacon in my life. Um, my mom didn't like it, didn't make it at home. If I, if I had bacon, I was like at a friend's house or something, um, you know, we just, we weren't, we weren't big meat eaters, but like, I didn't find out until I was an adult and already vegetarian that my grandmother had been vegetarian my whole life. Um, she was the one who, but, but again, like I didn't learn this stuff until much later in life that she had grown up on a farm in Croatia and she loved all those animals and she could not stand the idea of them being killed. Um, I don't know, maybe somehow through, <laughs> through, you know, they say everything is genetic. So maybe like <laughs> compassion, <laughs> compassion is genetic. Her compassion got, you know, without me even knowing got passed down to me. I mean, you know, we had, we had, um, we had a dog growing up. I had a Guinea pig, but also like I was a terrible Guinea pig parent. I mean, I was eight. But, like, I was really bad with, like, cleaning the tank. And now I look back on that and I'm like, I hate the fact that I had a guinea pig because I firmly believe that any animal that you have to keep in a cage for most of their life does not, like, you should not have that animal. Mm. You know, like, if you have to keep an animal, if you can't let that animal just run free, then that animal does, doesn't belong in your home. Um, so like, I, but I was terrible. I, I like, I look back at that with regret. I'm like, I should have, you know, I, we called her squeaker, but there were, there were times where she would cry. Like she would be crying in her tank because I left it full. This is a horrible story, <laughs> by the way, this is horrible because uh. I, I left it like so dirty with like pee and poop for like, until it was like, okay, this really needs to be cleaned now. Um, 
yeah, I was I was a fucking terrible. Sorry, I cursed. No, <laughs> I was, oh, you can totally curse. Okay, great. <laughs> I was I was a terrible guinea pig parent. I mean, I, but I was I was eight. Well, honestly, like it was probably eight through like high school, because um, she I think she died when I had already gone to college. But yeah, I I, I can't say that. Um, I had any uh, different, you know, ideas towards animals than that I was aware of than anybody else that I was surrounded by. I mean, I know my, I look at my dad now. I know my dad is a very compassionate person. I think we were just generally compassionate people just in terms of like being progressive and liberal, like I didn't even realize that I was growing up in a very Republican kind of backwards county while my parents were super liberal and, uh, you know, that we were like, in terms of how we thought about the world, we were very different, but I didn't even know, like, I didn't know that growing up. I was very, uh, I don't know. I was very focused on musical theater and like my career path. And I thought, you know, I need to work really hard because, I want to be on Broadway one day and, you know, this is, I've been performing since I was two years old. Like this is my path. And I wasn't really aware of much else. And yeah. that's, like not, that's like not the story that you know, like, but you know, hear, like but. most people don't have that. Like some people do and they have these like cool, like moments of like, Oh, I was always like, whatever. But most people I'm discovering and it makes me wonder about, continuing to ask this question most people are like no <laughs> i actually didn't have like any sort of like particular different level of compassion from other people um yeah. so what what did make you go vegan was there like a anything that happened or a chain of events um i would say it was a chain and it was a very long chain over uh, many years um i like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't a big meat eater to begin with. Um, when I came to New York, when I, you know, first was leaving my parents at the age of 18 and I came here for college, um, I just, when I was kind of deciding, you know, what my own diet was going to be like, I stopped eating, um, beef and, you know, any little bit of pork that I did eat, which I probably, you know, I probably have had like ham and stuff. Um, I stopped all beef and pork and fast food because I just knew that that stuff was, I just inherently knew that that stuff was bad for me. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but that was more like, you know, I was looking for ways to be healthy. So then, so then I'm like, Oh yeah, lean chicken and chicken and Turkey. Like that's all I'm going to eat. Um, and I did that for a number of years and I got involved with a, um, a guy who took me to, who really opened my eyes to a lot of things. And I would very much attribute my activism to this person. Um, and he probably doesn't know how much he affected my life <laughs> at this point. Um, uh -huh. but, you know, he was my college boyfriend, um, very involved in activism. Um, he took me to a socialist meeting uh, at a socialist bookstore somewhere in the city. <laughs> and, and I, you know, I 
still remember this like wiry, like long haired woman coming up to me with a pamphlet about vegetarianism. And my mind was just already open to different ways to eat and be healthy. Um, And so I kind of, I kind of flipped through the pamphlet. I didn't even really like read it extensively. I I flipped through it and I was like, oh, I'm vegetarian now. And that was it. Like I was just, the next day I was vegetarian and I, um, you know, stopped eating all meat. Actually, I take that back. I, I became pescatarian. Mm-hmm. Um, previously I didn't eat fish because I thought it was disgusting. And, but once I gave up, you know, quote unquote land meat, I was like, well, and I knew, I still knew nothing about nutrition though. So I was like, well, I need to get those nutrients that I'm missing from the land meat from somewhere. So I'm going to start eating fish. However, the fish that I ate, the only fish that I could stomach was like farm raised fish. So I still wasn't getting the nutrients that I was looking for. Um, but then I, I watched this documentary that's probably still on Netflix. I couldn't even tell you what it is now, but it's all about overfishing. And that, and that documentary, I was like, Oh, I'm done with fish. Um, and it was, and then from there, it was just like, it was being connected to, you know, the vegetarian idea. And like, I, you know, then started to find different things like mercy for animals. Um, I think it was a mercy for animals video that made me stop eating, stop consuming dairy. Um, and then, uh, and then just from being like, I hate to use the term, but like ovo vegetarian. So I was just doing eggs, um, through being ovo vegetarian. Um, it just kind of felt like, like I, I I kind of knew that my end goal was veganism. Um, so I did this, like the vegan outreach program. And this is all, I don't, I don't even know how I like discovered these things. I wasn't really seeking them out. It was kind of like, as I got more, uh, involved with all of it, these things kind of, you know, the way that Facebook kind of like pushes things at you. (laughs) Right. You know, I, I discovered things through social media and, um, and I found the vegan outreach program and I had a mentor for like a month. Um, and I was like, why not eggs? Like what's wrong with eggs? And she gave me all the information and I honestly didn't even look at it right at that moment. Like I kind of like passed over all of it and I was like, I'll get to that. But then one day I was just like, why am I still doing this egg thing? Like, this is dumb. I don't, I, I know that I'm starting to understand that I don't need this stuff. And, and then as soon as I stopped with eggs and then eventually honey as well. But like, it was kind of like, once I stopped with the eggs, it felt like a huge weight had been lifted off of me. And I just knew that I was doing the right thing. Um, and that, and I, it made me feel like I was a whole person. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I'm, that's sort of like the best way that I've been able to describe the feeling of just like this completeness of like, Oh, I'm a human being now. <laughs> That's you know? interesting. Is it like um, a sense of being 
completely who you were meant to be? Is I that think, or I think so. Yeah, that's definitely part of it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I love these stories. I love it. <laughs> um, on the a lighter side, what's your favorite vegan meal? Oh man. Um, (laughs) um, oh, I mean, I love all the pizza. My favorite place is double zero here in the city. Mm. Um, I, I love their farro fennel sausage, probably way too much. Um, but it's hard. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say that I have like one favorite. It's funny. Like before I was vegan, there's always that question. It's like, oh, what's your favorite food? And like, nobody really knows the answer to that except people say like, oh, pizza. Um, and I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, you know, I didn't really have a favorite food. I was like, I don't know. I just eat things. Like, I, I don't really have. I can't say that I have like a favorite food. And now that I'm vegan, I feel like I just love all of it. Like, it's so, it's so amazing, and it's so good, and it tastes so good, and and the flavors that, that are put together are like, you can taste everything. We just made this meal last night um, from Purple Carrot. And it was like a um, kind of a Thai inspired. There was a peanut sauce and it was like crispy tofu. And then um, I actually had to like chop these zucchini into little like noodles, which is actually a pain in the ass. <laughs> Mm. But like, you know, we had like zucchini and carrot noodles and then um, there was like coconut flakes on top. And it's just like like the things that you can do once you discover that there's so much more food out there besides just like five animals. Like Mm -hmm. just this world of flavor opens up and I just love all of it. And I love you know, especially with, with this purple carrot that we get, every meal is different all the time. And it's like, they just keep coming up with new stuff. I'm like, how are they doing it? But if you think about the fact that like, I just discovered that I think it's in Peru or it's some, some, you know, South American country, there are 3,800 different types of potatoes. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Like, there's so much food out there and we eat here in America. We eat like the same, you know, when, they, when they're like, Oh, vegan food is gross. Vegan food is boring. Like, no, your food is so boring. You eat the same shit all the time. You have no idea how much different food I eat all the time. I'm always discovering new food and fruit and grain that I had no idea about before. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. And I, everything changed when I started making vegan food. Like when I, I knew I needed to go vegan. I was really like, what? I don't know. Like, it seemed like it was going to be so fucking hard. Yeah. And then like, once I like, I got the vegan Amicon cookbook and then I was like, oh, I think I'm going to like, and it started making sense. Yeah. And I'm like, how in the world? I don't know. It seems so not hard now. I don't know. It's interesting. It's really not hard. It's so easy. The problem is we're so misinformed and uneducated on the subject of nutrition and food. And that's on purpose. Like we're purposefully kept in the dark about all this stuff so that a few industries can make some profit. 
And I mean, I, it still blows my mind that people get mad at us for wanting to inform them as opposed to the industry that's been lying to them their whole lives. Yeah. I'm like, Uh, I I mean, I mean, it's, well, it's, I mean, and then, you know, and then I, I'm like, I don't get why you can't grasp this. And then, you know, then also ego comes into play because they don't want to believe that they could possibly have been duped by somebody, you know? So then we just become the assholes. (laughs) Yeah. Slowly but surely people are coming around to our side. Join us. If you're not vegan yet, join us. It's happy here. Vegan land. <laughs> oh my god okay well we should wrap this one up too i okay. like it's when we do the two interviews it's like saying goodbye twice in one conversation Aww. it's really hard it's so hard <laughs> uh thanks so much for joining me and yeah, um everyone you. who's listening be sure to support kirsten's music and v for veganism and the can i live festival all the things all the, the things <laughs> all right and that'll be the end of our thing